I want to give you something this morning, uh, like I tell you, to help you. And uh, it's been on my heart for a while, and, and just got the green light to go ahead and give it to you. But uh, it's something that uh, we really need to get a hold of. Uh, the title of the message, if you want to give it a title, you can run, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. Genesis chapter 3 this morning. Genesis chapter 3. Let us stand for reading of God's Word. Genesis chapter 3. Let's begin with verse number 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, desired to make them one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. You notice that the devil tempts this woman with the, uh, the only tricks that he has in his, his uh, sack this morning. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 2, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and pride of life. The Bible said that he, she saw that the tree was good for fruit, food, and the lust of the flesh. It was pleasant to the eyes, lust of the eye. And it was a tree that made one wise, the pride of life. The devil has not changed his tricks in the last 6,000 years. The devil does not need to change his tricks because we keep falling for the same old tricks this morning. Somebody said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Can I say the plan of the devil ain't broke and he ain't going to fix it. He just keeps on working over and over and I'm sad to say I have fallen for his tricks Time after time. Verse number 7, When the eyes of them both were opened, they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord of God walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid from themselves, hid themselves, underline that, hid themselves, from the presence of the Lord and among the trees of the garden. And the Lord of God, Lord God called out unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? He said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And watch this. I hid myself. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord, thank you for all your mercy, grace, and love. Help us this morning, Lord, to see more clearly. Help us to understand thy word Help us to be what we need to be in this day we live in. Lord, we pray that hearts will be changed, with life will be changed. Lord, if there's one among us today that doesn't know you, we pray that they come down and accept you as the Savior of their life, Father. And we'll praise you for what you do and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Notice the Bible said that Adam and his wife hid themselves. Verse 10, Adam said, I hid myself Preaching on this thought, you can run, but you can't hide. It is the first three chapters of Genesis. Uh, we see that, the, that man is created, man is corrupt, man is called, and man is clothed. If you study the first three chapters in the book of Genesis, you'll find every major doctrine in the first three chapters of Genesis. There's a reason why secular humanism and, and the reason why atheism and uh, these, uh, these are the reason why so many quote-unquote Christians and colleges and universities no longer believe that the first three chapters of Genesis is 
The devil knows that if he can destroy the fact that you believe in the first three chapters, then he can destroy your belief in the rest of the Bible throughout. The Bible said, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Bible said, uh, remove not the ancient landmarks uh, which thy father has set. Anywhere here in the text we find uh, between the corrupting of Adam and God calling Adam, I want to get you to notice uh, Adam tried to cover up this morning. Uh, the Bible said that the two times in the verses that Adam hid, he knows he was wrong, he knows he was doing wrong, uh, and God knows uh, that he was plunged himself into rebellion and sin, and now Adam is hiding. Can I say this to you, this chapters bear out the scientific fact, the truth of the Bible is the word of God this morning. You say, how is that? Well, life starts with two people without a stitch of clothes on and naked. And you know how you came in this world? You came in without a stitch of clothes on and you were naked. And the Bible said they took a, a something in their hand and put it in a mouth that they should not have done that. How many of you raised kids around here? How many of you know that if you told your kid, don't put that in your mouth, you go, oh, no, 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 don't do that. And they'll try it. You turn your back on them, they're still reaching over to grab something and put it in their mouth. And exactly what Adam did, Adam and Eve did, they put something in their mouth that they should not have done. And immediately, inevitably, you don't have to teach a kid to grab something and put it in their mouth. It is innately instinctive into them, and it goes all the way back to the great-great-grandfather Adam when he instinctively put something in his mouth that he should not have done. Amen. As soon as they put something in their mouth, they shouldn't notice what they do. The same thing your children do when they know they have disobeyed the commandment of their parents, they run and hide. They run and hide. And I know you can tell them to put something in their mouth. As soon as your back's turned, they'll do it anyway. I'm just saying it is a nature of sin for us to do something that we ain't supposed to. And it goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 this morning. Can I say this? Men have not changed. <laughs> they still run from God this morning. To this day, they still run from God. They hide from the Lord. But I, I find that uh, man can never fully conceal himself in the sight of a holy God. He cannot totally uh, hide out. I find that God can find you no matter where you hide at, no matter how dark it is, uh, no how to crawl into. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. God knows everything about you, everything that's hidden in your heart. You might hide stuff from your heart from everybody else around here, but God sees the darkest part of your heart where you think you've got to hid uh, that nobody else can see, but God still sees what's that in your heart this morning. God knows you. 
I don't know where you come from and I don't know what you've been involved with this week, but I know that the people have slipped in a crowd thinking they can hide out from people and that God will not find them. They ain't, they ain't come in the midst of a religion service and they think nobody will see them. Nobody will know. But I'm telling you, you ran smack dab into the face of a holy God. You might not have been coming here to search for him. You might have come here to hide in him. But I'm telling you, there's a holy God that came looking for you this morning. And he's putting his finger right in your face. You may be in a big crowd. You may be hit out, but God has got his finger right in your face. He will spot you out. He will point you out. He'll put a spotlight on you in your life this morning. And you feel like, who told the preacher? I've been told that many times. If any husband says, my wife's been talking to you. Amen. Same way, man, if wife's husband comes up, and his wife comes up and says, my husband tell you what I did, and that's the reason why you're preaching like that. No, I, I don't know what you do at home. And let's just, let's, let me just say this. What you do at home, you keep it at home, amen. But I'm telling you, God sees what you do. God knows where you're going. God sees what you're thinking of, and he's going to point it out some way or another. Somehow God is going to put a spotlight into your life. I like what David said in the book of Psalms 139. Whether shall I go from my spirit or whether shall I flee from the presence I send in the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the other most highest part of the deepest part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me. Thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the darkness of the light are both alike in thee. You cannot hide from God. We try our best way to hide from God. Uh, we try to put things away that maybe nobody can see. But I'm just telling you, God sees all that you do. David said, I can't go nowhere without God being there. Can I remind you the same God that David was talking about is the same God that we serve today. It doesn't matter what you go. It doesn't matter what you do. God is there. You can't run from God. You can't hide from God. As fast as you can run, fast as you can head that way, fast as the way you head into sin and to hell, God is running just as fast. God is trying to catch you this morning. You may not come in here looking for God, but God come looking for you this morning. Amen. I, I, I love it when God taps you on the shoulder. See, you tried hiding from me long enough, but I still, I know where you're at. I know where you're at. You know, you can run no matter how far you can run. And when you get there, God says, hey, I'm already here. I'm already here. We find in Genesis chapter 3, because of man's corruption, because of man's con concealment of his sins, God kicks him out of the garden. You read in the last part of chapter 3, God put a cherubim with a flaming sword to make sure that it doesn't come back 
in. He runs them out of God's presence. He runs them out of God's goodness and graciousness. And he separates them, and he's separated from God. And we find throughout the Old Testament, God is calling them, come to me, come to me. He calls to his people to return to him. Come to the temple and bring a sacrifice. Do the law and keep the commandments. God is constantly calling for his people to come back to me. You know what God has found out? Every time he wanted them to come, it seems like they would run and hide. It has not changed. It seems like when God wants you to come, God wants you to get right with him. It seems like we want to run and hide from God this morning. God could beckon us to come to his side, have our sins forgiven, sins cleansed, and have fellowship restored. Man, indeed, would rather run away from God this morning. I find that we most people run from God instead of running to God. But the good news is, when man would not run to God, God comes running to man. You see, you might have come here not looking for God, but God come looking for you this morning. You may be there this morning trying to get somebody off your back, or, 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 but I'm telling you, you have smacked down right in the face of God this morning. Old country boy was called to preach, and they want to take him to the uh, ordaining board and ask him questions. How do you know you've been called to preach? They said, uh, what... Tell me what the plan of salvation is. Can you, can you tell me what the plan of salvation is? And I said, yes, I can. They said, what is the plan of salvation? Well, I did my part and God did his part. <laughs> what? I did my part and God did his part. There, there, I'm sorry, there is no work for salvation. You can't work for salvation. It is through the cross of Jesus Christ dying for you. There is no other way. You're right. There ain't no other way. So explain yourself what do you mean you did your part and God did his part. Well, I run as fast as I could away from God. And he ran just as fast as he could to get me. And he caught me. He caught me, amen. He caught me. I, I'm telling you, that was me. I ran from God. I didn't want to serve God. Didn't want anything to do with God. But God ran fast enough to no matter how far I ran, God got a hold of me and said, hey, I've got you now, big boy. Won't you come down and surrender? And let me just say this. When I came down and surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, everything changed in my life, and God got a hold of me. God ran me down. Is God trying to run you down this morning? Amen, I'm just saying. I want to give you three things real quick, and I know it's Father's Day, and everybody wants to go out and buy me lunch. Did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. Okay. Three things real quick. Three things about this hiding yourself. Mankind hides behind religion. Can I say that? Verse number seven. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Adam is the first religious in the Bible. Adam is the first man that tries to do something to cover up his own sins. Adam is the first man in the Bible to try to work out, earn a covering where he doesn't look so bad in the sight of God. Adam does something to hide his shame. 
to hide the guilt of sin. I imagine they thought themselves looked pretty good with those sewed fig leaves on his, his speedo and her bikini on, thinking, whoa, you look pretty good there. Ah, you look pretty good there too. I'm thinking they look like they think uh, we look pretty good. Ain't nothing wrong in our lives. We've just covered up a mess and God will never notice it. Their eyes were open. They looked good in their own eyesight. Can I tell you this? You may look good in your eyesight, but you're still filthy rags in the sight of God this morning. You can try to cover up all your mistakes. You can try to hide the things you've done, but the only way to cover up your mistakes, the only way to get rid of your sins is run to the altar and say, God, here I am. I'm nothing but a sinner. Low down, no good sinner. I need to be cleansed and washed and let the blood of Jesus Christ wash you clean. You cannot cover up yourself this morning. God says, I got to work on this. I've got to labor on this, God. God says, I don't care how hard you work. I don't want it. God don't want your righteousness. Amen. Hey, man, he doesn't. They have sown fig leaves together. You know what the fig leaf in the Bible stands for. It is the only thing that Jesus curses in the Bible. Mark chapter 11, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He sees this fig tree with leaves, and leaves supposed to be now fruit. When he gets there, there's enough fruit on it. He said, no man will eat of this tree again. He cursed the tree. He cursed the tree. Fig leaves is, is, is something that we use to cover up our own sin. We try to cover our own mess up and we take something that God does not like and try to cover it, make it mend ourselves to vote. Listen to what I'm telling you. Your good works can produce some leaves and it may look pretty good, but as far as salvation, it will absolutely bear no fruit in the sight of God this morning. I mean, you can be as religious as God. Your religion will not carry out this morning. You know what God does? He gives them something instead of the fig leaves. What did, what did God give them in chapter 3, verse 21? He said and unto Adam, also to his wife, did the Lord give, make coats of skin and clothe them. God says, I don't want what you've got, what you made. I'm going to give you something better that I made. The Bible said he made coats of skin. You say, what that, what's that? Next time you read about this, this word skin is in Genesis chapter 27. We know that story. Isaac, Jacob. Jacob goes before his father. He don't want to go to the father as Jacob because he's wanting to get the blessing. So his mother sewed skins of coats together to make him feel like his brother. And he goes in. You can cover up all you want to and try to fool people today. But God sees right through all your stuff. And that's the second time you read about the skin. 
What can bring fellowship with you and God is what with God has made. Not with what you have made. It was the cross of Calvary. God made a lamb, the cross of Calvary. He knew no sin became sin for us. That he might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now everyone that will come to God needing a covering for the sins, needing a cleanse from the sins, they can run to the cross of Calvary. And Christ will meet them there. Cover them with his own righteousness this morning. You can't cover yourself up. We try to hide behind this thing of religion. Man hides behind religion. Religion has sent more people to hell than any drugs or any alcohol, any, any moral act, any sinful pleasure, than anything else hiding behind the religion. Because it gives them a just enough good feeling about what they do and still think they can earn God's favor. Satan keeps, keeps them happy long enough Keep these uh, uh, Christians happy long enough because they're hiding behind the fact of religion and keeps them happy enough till they slip off into eternity into hell because of religion. Some of you this morning have gotten a religion. You have worked hard at it and it looks real good. But it doesn't measure up to what God says that is required of him. It doesn't measure up to what God wants this morning. You can hide all you want, but the Lord knows the truth about you this morning. So men hide behind religion this morning. Men hide behind rejection this morning. Verse number 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And you might think as long as Adam and God had been fellowshipping, him knowing the mercy and grace and the goodness of God, you would think instead of what he did, what he's about to do, when he heard the voice of God, you would think he would say, thank God you're here. I'm glad you showed up. I made a mistake. I done something horrible. I done something you told me not to do. But instead of running to God saying, forgive me, he runs away from God. And when he hears his voice and Adam and his wife hear themselves from the presence of the Lord, God amongst the trees in the garden. You know that Adam is like a lot of people sitting in the church this morning. Please don't misunderstand this and don't miss this. Listen to me. You believe there's a God, but you just don't want nothing to do with him. Can I say that again? I knew it wasn't going to get a bunch of amens on it. You believe there is a God, but you just don't want nothing to do with him this morning. You see, there's where Adam is. Adam believes there's a God. In fact, Adam knows there's a God. He just don't want anything, fellowship with him right at this point. You know, parents, you know when you're watching, your, I used to watch my kids. I took a vacation, 30-day vacation one time. And my wife kept on working. I stayed home with my kids. Weren't them. Sport them. Rotten. I pay, I'm paying for it today. 
you, you, your parents, you know this. If you're in the house with your kids and they, they're yelling and screaming and tearing the house down, everything's all right. But you sit in your, I sit in my Papa Son chair. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I've been hearing them all along in their back bedrooms back there just going around it. And all of a sudden it just got real quiet. Real quiet. I mean, somebody steal my kids on me. And you go back there and you look in the bedrooms, they're, they're not there. You look in the other bedrooms, they're not there. They're hiding in the closet. Why are they hiding in the closet? Because they've done something they know they shouldn't have done. They know they should not have done that. I told them you can't do that. You can't do that. And yet they do it. And you, 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 you in your house and all the noise being making the house turn down, you'd say everything's fine. But when it gets quiet, you better be on guard. Because what do you know? Because when we do something that we know we're not supposed to do, when we get in trouble, when we say something or do something or go somewhere that we know we should not go, we try to hide from everybody because we look guilty. I mean, you can tell somebody when they've done something wrong. You can look at somebody and know that they won't look you in the eye. Preacher, yeah, I, 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 no, no, I didn't even, no, 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 no. You can tell. They want, that you know when somebody does something wrong, they hide themselves from God. And God says, hey, you can hide from everybody else, but you cannot hide from me. He said, I don't want this in my life. You know what the blessing of this story is? Just because Adam rejected God, God didn't reject Adam. I, 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 I have to tell you, in my life, many times, I, I said, Lord, I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want nothing to do with church. And there was a time I, I went home and got in the corner and said, Lord, I don't ever want to go back to church. I don't want to be around Christian people. I've seen what they are. I know what they're like. I don't want no part of them. That didn't work out real good. God said, you might not want no part of them, but I want part of you. And when God gets a hold of you, <laughs> God's going to make a difference in your life. Just because Adam rejected God, God did not reject it. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, what you said. What you shot up, what you drunk up, whatever you've, whatever you've done in your life, you say, well, God don't want no part of me, so I just want no part of him. I'm telling you right now, God wants a part of you this morning. No matter how far back you've gone, God wants a part of you. He's not going to reject you this morning. In fact, God is here this morning say, hey, got an opportunity to come to the altar this morning. Get things right in your life. Come to the altar. I'll cleanse you. I'll make it right. And let me tell you what. When God makes your life right, everything gets right in your life. I like that one. I like that one. I mean, I'm just telling you, I like that one. We, we tried to hide behind rejection. I don't want nothing to do with God. 
But the whole time, God says, I want everything to do with you. Amen. So we see we hide behind religion. We hide behind rejection. Men also hide behind the lack of responsibility. Verse 12, watch what Adam said when he speaks up. Watch the lack of responsibility. And he said, the woman, it ain't, it ain't my fault. You made her. You said I needed this. You put her in my life. That sounds like man today. Yeah. <laughs> I, that came to me and I said, Lord, I've said that. <laughs> I've said that. Lord, you, you, you put her in my life. It's her fault. It's her fault. Why are we going through all what we're going through? Lord, you made her and you put her in my life. I, I, I've got nobody to blame but her and you. I'm the only one that said that. Y'all, 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 y'all sit beside y'all's wife. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Whom thou givest me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Lack of responsibility. And men still show that today. A lack of responsibility. Women going, hey man, get him preacher, get him preacher, get him preacher. Oh, ladies, you've got a part here too. <laughs> and the Lord God said unto the woman, what is that thou hast done? And the woman said, that serpent, he beguiled me, and I did eat. Now, God, it's not my fault. You know what, what kind of upbringing I've had. God, you know I, I come from a broken home. Daddy was never there. Mama forgot about me. I was abused. Can I say this? Tracing it all the way back to Adam, the same story. All the way back to Genesis chapter 3, what mankind's problem with, accepting responsibility, they're like, there nobody else made me eat the fruit. Nobody made Adam eat the fruit. They done it on their free will. The reason why you're lost is because you want to be lost. On your own free will. When you're hiding from God this morning, it's not God's fault. Don't blame Him. Take responsibility. They throw things out like, well, well, what about people who never heard about the gospel? Well, what about the people who never heard about the gospel? Well, I've got a question for you. What about those who have heard about the gospel? You're sitting here this morning. You've heard the gospel. Amen. It's been thrown out to you. What do you do with it? 
Don't, don't blame the preacher. Well, the preacher didn't preach it just right. The preacher didn't say this right. He didn't dance this. Don't blame. It's your fault. Your responsibility. God is calling you. God is calling you. Mankind has run and hid to get away from God all their lives. But there is coming a day. There's coming a day, you said in here, you have not taken responsibility. There is coming a day that you're going to have to take responsibility. You say, when's that day? I don't know what that day is coming, but it's closer today than we were yesterday. Revelations 20 and chapter 11. 20 and verse 11. <clears throat> and I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fleed away. They're still trying to hide. They're still trying to run from God. But on this day, all hiding places have been removed. And judgment day. There will be no more running from God. Nowhere to hide from God. And there was found no place for them to hide. And I saw the dead, great and small, stand before God. And the books were opened and, the, and were written in the books according to the works. And the sea gave up the dead that was in them. And death and hell delivered up the dead which is in them. And they were judged by the works of their deeds. And this, it says, every name not found in their land's book of life was cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. There will be no hiding place on this day. There will be no place that you can run. God, that you ran from all these years, God, that you ducked and hide from, didn't want to come face to face with Him all these years, there's coming a day that you're going to stand right before the God and He's going to look at you and say, hey, you've had the opportunity, you've had the chance, uh, but you refused. Uh, you kept running, you kept hiding. I'm calling you, I've been calling you, but now this day there's no running. This day there's no hiding. You've got to give an account. Are you ready for that day? Are you ready for that day? We sit here and say, yes, I'm ready. But our hearts are telling us right now, oh, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. Because you've been hiding, you've been ducking, you've been uh, dodging God. You don't want to come face to face with God. But let me just say this. I'd rather come face to face with God right now and get everything under the blood instead of wait for that day when there's no hope. You're hopeless. You know cause hell be your home. I'd come and get right with Him now. It may hurt for a little bit, but I guarantee you God will make it better in your life. How do you know? Because He did it to me. He did it for me. I know what He can do. I run. I hid. I, I rejected. Lord, I don't want nothing of this stuff. I, I, you, know, the, you know, the meanest people in this world are Christians that are not saved. You get that, right? The meanest people in this world are Christians who are not 
saved. If you're saved, the Bible says you got to love one another. Y'all got to love me anyway. The Bible says to. But you get around a bunch of people who think their righteousness is better than you, you've got problems. Because they'll hurt you. They'll hurt you. It's not your righteousness. It's not my righteousness. It's God's righteousness. And like I told you what Wednesday night, when you really see God for who God is and see yourself for who you are, you'll run to him. You'll run to him. Because we're lost and undone. We're dying. We all all are sinners. Amen. We're born in sin, conceived in sin. We're all sinners. But I'm saved by grace. Not my grace. God's grace. You, you hiding from him this morning. Can I tell you? He knows where you're at. He knows what pew you're on and what position in that pew you're on this morning. He knows exactly where you're at this morning. 